0: you could have chose to be you chose to be right here with us on breakfast with champions and that means the world to me and i absolutely stinking love you for it so with that said we are excited to launch the new breakfast with champions podcast thanks so much
1: friday morning to you uh this is uh scott simons and uh i'm I'm just really honored and uh to be here this morning uh i've brought some people up with me and we're going to go back and we're going to talk about a couple things uh we had our first event. I've had a vision uh, for a really long time, and I'll I'll give you advice. Um, when you had the vision, uh, just take action on that vision. Um, we see a lot of people that show up on this app and uh, have became very good dear friends uh, of of ours. Uh, they show up, and uh, you know, I think the thing that they're missing is not the know how. It's to it's to go and take action on on what they. And where they feel like that they can make a difference in the world, and and obviously, um, I, you know, my passion is and always will be the auto industry. Uh, I work for Carter Myers Automotive Group in uh, in Virginia, and uh, I love the auto industry. and uh, And I had a vision uh, for about the last year of how. Um, how we can serve others, how we can make a difference in people's lives. And uh, I've had this thought about training people on to be more disciplined, training people on the uh, self-defense, on the protection of of themselves, both male and female, and their families. And and from there, I was just looking for the right right partner, the right person to come through and, and help me execute that vision. And through your network, with your network, I cannot tell you how important building your network and building your tribe is to uh, to accomplishing goals and, and and accomplishing things in life that you want to accomplish. And, and so uh, there's a gentleman named John Chirondo, and John's an amazing human being. Um, John and I were both in the Arte Syndicate, which the Arte Syndicate is a uh, entrepreneur group that is led by Andy Fursella and Ed Mallette, And uh, there's a lot of amazing people on this app that's within the Arte Syndicate. And I went on that journey about uh, about four years ago, I guess now. And I met a gentleman named John Shirondo. John, um, very successful entrepreneur, but just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful human being. Um, and John owns uh, multiple companies in, this, in, in Florida. Uh, he gives a lot of money to charity, and uh, John and I have done business together. He's actually ordered and purchased a couple of trucks from me Well, and then referred a lot of people to me. And then whenever he has charity events coming up, uh, we always make donations and I support him in, in every way I possibly can. So John introduced me to a gentleman named Adam Smith, and, and Adam and I um, hit it off immediately. Um, I've talked about this multiple times on this app, but um, I have never served a uh, you know, our country and the military. Um, I had an uncle that was in uh, the military uh, as my dad's youngest brother, and uh, he he was killed in Vietnam. And I was actually named after uh, my uncle. And um I've always, always respected, admired uh, people that serve all you know uh, our country. You know, uh, and and I never served, and, and with that, there's there's a guilt I think to a lot of people. And I talked to Adam about this, and and Adam said, Scott, you know, we were paid to do a job, you know, and, and we 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 appreciate that, but man, that's that was our mission. That's what we were. That's what we swore to do. So anyway, Adam and I met at the dealership uh, quite a few months ago, and uh, through that, I just really liked him. I liked what he stood for as a man, as a as a as a husband, as a as a dad. You know, and, and I said, hey, man, I got this vision. Let's talk about it. So over the last months since I've met Adam, we had this vision of training people, you know, uh, you know, training people uh, to develop them as leaders, to develop them as self-discipline, a strong, focused mind, you know, a true leader being, you know, physical fitness, uh, being a leader in, in family, um, and then also working on fitness and protection. And from that, you know, Adam and I were looking for a weekend because you know I'm really busy uh, during the week. Uh, I said, "Hey, we've got to pick a weekend." And I think since January we picked—I don't know how many dates. Adam, it and was like it. six. It was six, guy. Like at least six. <laughs> and it was six dates, and and finally he said, "Look, we're we're going to do this date." And I said, "Man, that's probably the worst date of them all. That's the last weekend of the month." But Adam and I ended up putting it together, and. uh and we're going to go through and share some of the takeaways, you know, some of the takeaways from the people that were there and some life lessons that were that were taught. Um, I can tell you right now, it was a humbling experience for me. And I went through um, the, the the course, the the two day course, and I went through just like everybody else. And the reason why I went through, to be honest with you, a lot of people say, Scott, I thought we were just going to shoot guns and it was going to be. Like some, like we were just going to shoot guns and and hang out. I did not realize I was going to be tested in so many different ways. And I looked at the the, the people that attended I said, guess what? I didn't know either. I had no clue because Adam truly wanted me to go through like everybody else. And we wanted to get feedback. So I went through and it was humbling. Um, I, I came away with it with knowing that I have a lot of work to do. You know, I think a lot of us think we may be fairly tough, you know, in some instances. And uh, and I was I was humbled, but I learned a lot about myself. Uh, There was times, to be honest, I wanted to quit. There was times that other people wanted to quit and we did not allow each other to quit. And I tell you, you don't really know what you're capable of until you're until you have no other choice. At one point, I was knocked to the ground and I knew if I didn't get up really fast, especially how big the instructors were, Adam, specifically in this case, that I was going to take a lot of punishment. And I knew that whatever it took, I had to get up. I had to get up and I had to fight through adversity. And I think especially with what's happened with COVID, and I think especially with just the way that our world has turned, you know, whether it's the participation trophies, which I'm not a fan of, whether it's just the softening of society. You know, um, I think that we don't get pushed enough, that we're way, way, way too comfortable. And like our dear friend Glenn Lundy states multiple times, typically the most comfortable you'll ever be is right before death, unless it's some type of accident or some type of sudden, something that happens suddenly. And so I never want to get myself comfortable. I, I, I want to be the best leader I can be to the associates of the Valley dealerships. I, I want to be the best dad. First of all, let's get this straight. I want to be the best husband. Then I want to be the best dad. And then I want to be the best leader. And if I'm not, ta- if I'm not taking myself and pushing myself to be that best version of me, it's very easy to slide into average. You know, my friend Ryan Stumann talks about this force of average that grabs us all and tries to pull us down to be an average version of ourselves. And we weren't born to be average. That's not who God envisioned us to be. I'm working on trying to be the best version of me possible. Let me tell you something, that hourglass is is works, it moves every single day. I turned 50 toward the end of this year. And my goal is, is to be the best version of me possible to date by December of this year. Well, going through this event, I learned, I have a long way to go. I prided myself in being in decent shape. I play racquetball most of the time, twice a day. I try to watch what I eat. I have lost weight. And I think from the outside, most people say, you know what, I don't know, Scott's a little chubby, but I think he's in pretty good shape. I can tell you right now, I, I was I'm not in good shape and I need to get in much better shape. But we're gonna share some takeaways. We've invited some people that were there um, to say, you know, what did you learn by going through this event? What, um, what would you like to share about um, about being pushed to the to the limits? Uh, uh, what, you know, what you learned about yourself, and uh, what I'm going to do before I pass it over to a couple people that were there. Adam, good morning, champion. I know you're out training another company. You're you're with John Paramore, which is a really good friend of mine. And man, John Paramore has not only bought a lot of vehicles for me personally. But he has referred a bunch of people to me. What a amazing guy, John and his company Smash is and everything that he's doing there in St. Louis. And man, how's your I saw y'all were out in a storm yesterday building something? How has that experience been?
2: <laughs> well, they had an opportunity to have a very unique experience yesterday. Um, I like to bring I like to bring experiences from Special Forces Assessment and Selections, it's also known as SFAS. I like to bring those experiences to uh, corporate leadership teams in order for them to have a very unique experience where they're very, very uncomfortable. They're put into a position that is that's out of their control. They're, uh, the, there are demands that are created onto everybody on the team in order for them to perform. And the best part about it is really, truly, with no question in my mind, how you show up, uh, how you show up in the, how you show up there is how you show up everywhere in life. It mean, really, truly is how you show up in business. It's how you show up in the company. It's how you show up in life, and it, it's 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 amazing that you can take uh, take an apparatus of literally five steel pipes, some rope, some lashing material, some ammo cans, some water, uh, some water cans, and some wheels, and tell a group of people build a thing to move all this junk from this position to a different position, and you have a total time of four hours to get it complete. Or five hours to get it complete or nine hours to get it complete whatever the timeline is and and then step back and let them go and watch the chaos ensue it, it's 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 really enjoyable yeah and and on top of that man it was like 49 degrees it was pouring rain uh and it was beautiful because the fact is is that all too often like you said all too often especially in corporate america people get comfortable and and comfortable Comfortable equals complacent. We talked about this last time we were we were on the show. Comfortable e- equals complacency, and that complacency leads us to a place where we're just okay being okay, and we don't want to be better. And so, seeing people get uncomfortable, and the best part is seeing the gift that comes on the back end of the experience. The the entire crew yesterday, Scott, we were making this push. The entire crew, very similar to one of the one of the evolutions that that um, that we did at the Savage Initiative, uh, where the mentality of everyone was like, "Well, I'm not doing that." And I watched this entire team of people create a thing, build a thing, successfully move a thing and achieve the target. But the fact is, is that when you set your target and you hit your target, you're just doing your job. And that's one of the problems. Like we have so many people that work for us. There's so many employees out there that show up and they show up for a paycheck. And we don't incentivize our teams to recognize that for you to get your paycheck, all you have to do is just do your job, like show up from eight to five, just show up and do the task that was given to you. But in reality, if you want to create something greater than that, if you want to be better and you really want to truly uh, take ownership and pride in what the company is doing, you have to tattoo the mission statement of that company onto your heart. And you have to recognize that just doing the job is not good enough. It requires the next level of growth. And so they move this apparatus all the way down as almost two It's about a mile and a half, mile and three quarter in the rain. They're exhausted. They're tired. They get all the way down they 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 hit they hit their target they put it down and i literally looked at them and said hey guys great you did your job now if you want to be the company that hits the 100 million dollar target if you want to be the the company that hits the 1 million people people's lives affected if you want that i'll give you the option to take it back and that's where you test your metal that's really where you test yourself it was a spectacular experience I mean, it was so good I, I can't wait to bring this evolution Um, back into the Savage Initiative and use this evolution of the Savage Initiative as an opportunity for us to to teach people what teamwork and leadership really means. That sounds terribly difficult.
1: Uh, And and I saw the videos. I mean, I saw John Post. Y'all had one heck of a storm uh, come through there and for them to battle through that adversity. And, you know, the sales meeting that we gave to our team on Saturday, which by the way, Adam, the feedback I got from the, the CMA Valley Associates was unbelievable. I mean, the shares that uh, I got to interview you, you got to talk about some of your experiences, as you, you related your military expensive experiences, which some of those were unfathomable facts uh, to our team. The feedback and the appreciation I got from our team members, for you joining and pouring into them Saturday morning, which was a bonus, you know, because uh, having you in town, I had you speak to our team. And share some amazing experiences that uh, can go help them be better people. So I will tell you the feedback that um, that I got was uh, was amazing. So before we interview a couple of people that were actually there, what um, tell me how did the event go? That the, the Savage Initiative, and could you tell people here why why Savage? I mean, some people would sit and say, "Oh my gosh!" I mean, you're trading a bunch of savages and. Whoa! Like that's not—I don't know—that are just is kind of just scary and this, that, and the other. But um, why is that in your Savage Freedom's brand? Why is that in into this training that we did this weekend, which was a a trial run to see if it—you know—a trial run to see if it's something that we wanted to pursue and if we had a good product or service that we felt like that was relevant. And the feedback obviously has been amazing, and we're not sure exactly how the future is going to hold. We're meeting—we're having meetings on it now just to see. Ah, uh, with the next iteration of that is, but um, how would you say for the people that showed up, not knowing what to expect? How would you say it went overall? And you could be brutally honest if you want to call us a bunch of sissies. That's
2: fine. But h- how would you say it went? <laughs> I, I so I thought I thought the event went really well, and and I thought the event went really well, not because of the training that we provided, but because how the people showed up that participated in the training. I think all too often people go to an event, they have an expectation that's set, and then they show up and that expectation is crushed. And depending on the expectation that they set, they already have a mentality to receive or to block out the information. And I felt like everybody that showed up, showed up with zero expectation on what they were going to experience. They simply showed up to experience. And that was spectacular. And it made everything go that much better. And the the reason why we say savage, the reason why I created Savage Consulting and Savage Freedoms and Savage Freedoms Defense, and the reason why we used the word in uh, the Savage Initiative, Scott, was because there is a piece of who we are, all of us as people in general, that we suppress. There's a piece of us that the community and society and culture says, you know, anger and aggression is not okay and violence is not acceptable. And all of these things are very bad things. And the fact of the matter is, is that sometimes the only answer to violence is greater violence. If someone is trying to do harm to you and your family, if you don't teach yourself, learn and train yourself about personal protection and family protection, if you don't understand what that looks like, then you can't utilize those pieces of your personality as an asset. They just become a liability. And on top of that, we as a society have really promoted comfort and all of these emotions and feels now emotions and feelings are super important it's important that we acknowledge them it's important that we delve into the place and understand where they come from it's important that we recognize the external stimuli that generates the emotions inside of us but we have become a nation we have become a people of reaction and so we react to our emotions and all too often we allow our emotions to dictate our life And you want to see the most successful people in the world, the most successful people in the world and the most successful people even inside of these rooms are people that recognize they have emotions and feelings, process where they come from, put them down and look at the logic, reason, ration and facts of where they are in order to get to where they want to go. And there's a shift in mentality. And part of that is the savage piece. The savage piece of you is the piece that gets shit done. The savage piece of you is the piece when you're at the very end of the quarter or the very end of the sales month, and you've got to close six more sales in order for you to hit the numbers that you've set to hit your target. You're not going to go out and be some saintly prince kissing hands and shaking babies or kissing babies and shaking hands. You're going to be you're going to be the savage. You're going to be the one that's going out, kicking down doors, finding that next sale. You're going to be that the one that's going out and, and making all the phone calls and ringing every single person that you could. That is the savage piece that shows up. And when your child is in danger, the savage piece is the one that saves your child. When your family is in danger, that is the piece that saves the family. Uh, we we like to, we in general like to be saints. We want everyone to think of us as good people, but I'm telling you that the energy of being a savage is not a bad person energy. It's not making you bad. It's just an energy that we suppress because it's not so much accepted. And in my world and where I come from, if you're not a savage, you don't live, you don't stay alive. And they also won't keep you on the teams because you have to have that mentality, but you have to be refined. You can't be a savage in chaos. You can't just be all anger and all aggression all the time. You have to recognize that the actions that you take in the now have second and third order effects to a strategic vision. So the tactical action and application of self in the now will definitively affect the overall ability to achieve your strategic vision. And if all you are is anger and aggression and all you are is that savage piece, then that savage piece will override the ability to see second and third order effects of what's going to happen in the future. And that's the shift. That's you have to become a refined individual that recognizes that feelings and emotions are assets and liabilities, and we wield them as assets and we don't allow them to make us a liability. And part of that is being a savage.
3: Hey, Scott. Yeah, Ramon, go ahead. Good morning, brother. I just want to say, Scott, good morning, man. If y'all, Adam, as you're speaking, I'm not sure if you're TD Jakes or Adam or whatever, but I'm getting chills. And I just can't wait to hear what everybody's gonna say about what they did, but I just wanna say that Scott, Adam, this is powerful. And I know many people may be on here right now saying, wow, how can I get more of this? Well, keep track of it, keep following Adam, keep following Scott, click the link at the top. And I am just i just wanted to affirm what you said, Adam, savage, savage, savage. I see that in my family, and the last thing I'll say, Scott, is that for those who are wondering, what about the guns, what about the weapons? What about you know, Scott having his butt kicked and all that? These are just on the journey and the path to everything. so I know you're getting chills. I'm getting chills, Scott. Please continue. But Adam, good morning, and man, it's exciting. Please continue,
1: Ramon. Thank you so much, my friend. And uh, man, it was amazing to see you and your lovely wife yesterday. I was in Philadelphia, and you were in the area, and y- y'all came by and was able to uh, meet with me. And uh, I thank you so very much. And if you're if you're not following or know who Ramon Ray is, let me tell you something. He is he is an amazing person but he has the most positive energy and the best smile of anybody that I know. And just, uh, he he and I became so very good friends. And uh, Ramon, I appreciate you being in my life, brother. You're, You're an amazing guy. So Adam, let's talk about this real quick. How dangerous is someone that's untrained versus someone that has some type of training? And then also for the people that were there, there was a big difference between the morning and the afternoon. Like the morning, it we really looked like you know the baby giraffes trying to walk around. At the end, we at least we at least had our legs underneath us. So, how important is at least having basic training? And is 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 it more dangerous to be trained or or, or untrained? And what I mean by is 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 collateral damage or or hurting somebody else, uh, you know, accidentally. Uh, but could you speak about that?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a really good question. When it comes to when it comes to firearms training, uh, what I tell people is um, people with guns don't don't scare me nervous people with guns scare me and a lot of times what you'll find is uh, the, the less competence. That you have around how a firearm functions, the proper way to shoot it, the proper way to reload it. The less training you have, the more dangerous you become with handling the thing. And uh, and we saw it firsthand, and I see it every single time I teach one of these classes. And and, and Scott, you and I will see it every time we do an a savage initiative experience. The more the more competence people get, the more confidence. They get this word comforts a bad word, and it's a bad word because it replicates complacency, but we see it firsthand. The more competent you become with a thing, the more confident you become with that thing. And so uh, it was really awesome to watch, you know, on on Saturday morning, watching people show up, watching people who who had some experience shooting in the past and some people who had literally never really ever shot or or ever got training prior to that day. And just just six hours on the range for the day that we were that time that we were on the range it might have been seven hours. But just for that short period of time, from the morning to the evening, there was a, a group of baby giraffes trying to find their feet. And by the end of the day, um, you know, by the end of the day, we were putting people through a challenge that induced stress, got the heart rate up, had everybody sweaty, and they had to fight through it, load and make ready their their, their weapon system, their sidearm and engage five rounds into a target. No one would have been ready to do that first thing in the morning, because if you're not trained and you don't have really good training, then you're unsafe and you're not just unsafe to yourself. You're actually a higher risk, a higher risk to the people around you. So if you have a desire to protect your family and you decide that you want to buy a firearm to do that, getting your concealed carry license is not enough. It's a it's one of the most simple pieces of training that you can get. And I recommend everybody does it because it's really good training to scratch the surface of what's possible. But f- seeking out qualified, not YouTube Rangers, not, you know, not, uh, not the self, de- the self-decided or self-claimed guru, but seeking out really well-qualified instructors that can articulate the how and the why, and then help you see practical application is crucial because it, the more competent you become with your ability, the, the more competent you become with your ability, more competent you become with it. all of it ties in together. And that ultimately helps you. It teaches you how to be more situationally aware. It teaches you more self-awareness. It teaches you more um, awareness of the area around you and what people are doing. It makes you a harder target. And and when we're talking about personal defense and personal protection, especially for women, being a hard target is imperative. Being really, really well-trained and switched on when it comes to situational awareness is an imperative to make yourself a hard target. And so not getting training really diminishes your ability to do that. And it, it makes you a higher liability to yourself, your family, and community. And that's what this all comes down to. Well, we got a chance to see people on Saturday morning go from, I'm not really certain how this thing works, to fighting me, <laughs> sort of, punching a pad, uh, getting sweaty, punching a pad, and then, and then knowing how it works with confidence, with an elevated heart rate, with loading their weapon and engaging a, a, a target. Um, and that was spectacular. It was so cool to see that transition in people and see that confidence really shine through. And that's the feedback we got, too. We got really good feedback about, man, I'm, I'm so much more confident with what I'm doing. And I recognize I have so much more to learn. And I think that was one of the best pieces of feedback we got from everybody on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. And uh, I'm talking to Adam Smith and I thank everybody for joining us this morning. And we're just talking about, um, we're talking about being a good leader to your family, about uh, being trained in order to protect you and your family. We're talking about how to deal with adversity. We're, we're going back and re- we are recapping an event that Adam and I hosted here in, in Stanton, Virginia uh, this past weekend. And uh, we're recapping some of the takeaways uh, from the people, some of the people that attended the event. You know, why did we host the event? Why why do we think there's a need for it? What's the vision behind it? And it's truly the vision behind it for me was to to train people, one, to get their confidence, make them be a better leader, and to be able to safely protect their family if ever put in that situation. I mean, we all hope and pray we're never put in that situation. It's, it's a situation that nobody ever wants to be put in. But most definitely, I think... Uh, Anybody that uh, that the scariest thought to any um, mother or father is not to be able to protect the family when put in uh, put in the situation. And, and I, we all hope it never happens. But there's a lot of things that were learned by going through this event. And I've got a couple people up here that went through the event. And Tina, if you could flash your mic and I, Austin, if you're there, I know you're fairly new to the clubhouse. But if you would just flash your mic, which is the bottom right hand side. I'll see if i can't ask y'all a question or two tina i'll go to you first since i see your mic Austin, i'll come to you next but tina hey, good morning good
5: morning scott how, good morning adam
1: good, good morning so how how was the event and um i know that that my, when i talked to mike your husband which also works for cma does an excellent job of course uh, y'all uh, went y'all came across country to work for CMA, which we met through social media, which shows you all the power of social media and telling your story and telling your company's story. Uh, They moved all the way from across country to come work for CMA and done this excellent job. But Tina, what did you what did you learn going through the Savage Initiative? What was some of your takeaways Uh, being in our inaugural event, the only female that went through this event? Uh, we, we have a vision where there's going to be all-male events and all-female, and then co-ed is what we see in the future once we uh, sit down and recap, you know, what we want to do next. But, Tina, what, what could you take away uh, from this event?
5: Well, first of all, I it was an amazing event, and Adam is so – he is so good and thorough. It was more than I even imagined that it would be. In fact, he, he will show – so much more about a gun than you'd expect to learn but um you know i grew up with guns my dad shot guns he's a deer hunter but i never went shooting with him or anything like that and um and so this was gonna be i knew with everything going on and it's been about three years i've been wanting to learn how to shoot a gun and um I needed to get out of my comfort zone. So it was time. This was perfect opportunity actually when Michael told me that you were going to do this. So, uh, one of the takeaways is that, you know, I am a tomboy though. You know, I grew up a tomboy, but I thought I would go in and I would do better than I did. And I realized that, um, I would have been, if that was a real threat in real world, I would have been dead before i uh even had a chance you know what i mean so it's of course i learned a lot though and i got better through the day and i I, my confidence grew but it's definitely something that i need to practice i need to continue training and um you know there's a process to it
1: what what yeah, what what happened when you wanted to quit, and and you wanted to quit more than once? What 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 happened?
5: Well, first of all, before even wanting to quit, there was one thing that we did, and I won't talk about it. But I was like, I'm not doing that, and I was like dead. Set. I was like dead set. I'm not doing that, and I, I just kind of said it to myself. Maybe some other people heard it. I don't. I'm not sure but so I did it anyway because I'm seeing other people do it and I'm like, shoot, if they're doing it, I better do it. So I just do it and uh, that, you know, I learned, that was great, okay, fine, I got got through that. But then the next day is where, um, well, actually, let me talk about, it was before that one time uh, there was a time when, and I shared that on my IG. I was, it was pretty ugly. Um, how, when I, um, was, I had to fight Adam and in my brain, you know, we had just broke bread. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to fight him, you know, like, how do I switch it to that? And I couldn't, it was like, I've been kind of, I haven't been a fighter i haven't been in that place and so yeah i wanted to i when when adam came back at me i wanted to quit right then and some even watching that video i have a hard time listening to that but now i am so effing proud of myself for doing it um He, I just feel stronger. I feel like, damn, I can do hard things. There was a switch when he said to, when he, that first day when he said, do you want, you know, you'd have to watch my ID. I'm not going to tell you, but. Um,
2: you can say it. You can say it. Look, I'll tell I I'll everybody. you say it out
5: loud? hundred percent. I'll
2: share it. Look, look, there's. He said, there's you want me to
5: fucking people. punch you in the mouth to get you in the right <laughs> mindset? And I was like, oh my hell, are you kidding me right now? Like, we're going to that, like, I didn't know if this was going to be that, like, <laughs> and I was just thinking, and I looked at you like, holy, I don't you even know. at me know like what- I was crazy. Yeah, I didn't even, I don't even know what to say. I was just in shock. And... And then all of a sudden what I did, Adam is I took myself back to high school <laughs> in my brain. I was like, and I took myself back to when my mom, when, um, when I watched her get in fight with fights with her boyfriends, um, when she was young and um, just, she'd get in a fight with her boyfriends out in the driveway or whatever. I just remember watching my mom fighting. She was like a little scrapper. And so, I, I just all of a sudden snapped and I just thought, okay, here you go. And I was like, come on. (laughs) And I just went into that place and I just did the best I could, um, and pushed through because like, it was my time.
1: Hey Tina, what from that, from that, what have you learned? What difference going through that event or that adversity, which, which was, I agree. It was, it was a tough, it was a tough event. And you were
5: awesome. You were like, Tina, get mad, Tina. Yeah.
1: Just get mad at him.
5: So, Um, but I I learned that, I learned that, um, you know, it applies to everything in life. Like when we're in a situation where we just feel like we're pinned up against the wall, like, you know, my husband went through this with his business in Utah, you know, when he lost everything, you know, and we have a choice, um, cause your pride is like trashed. Um, everything is ripped from you and you have an opportunity and what are you going to do? You know, in that moment, that's kind of like briefly, like how I felt, like I felt like, I don't know, like I, ha- I needed to rise up or run away and at that moment i learned that you know and grateful i'm grateful that i had i was surrounded with incredible humans that wanted to see me win and so i learned that i learned that you've got to be around incredible humans that want to see you win because i don't know what i would have done for sure i mean now that i've experienced that i probably would push i pretty confident. I would just push through in that situation, you know, if I was just by myself or whatever, but I, you've got to surround yourself with the right people. I'm sorry about my dogs. Hey.
1: Okay. That's okay. Adam, um, let's, Adam, what would you like to say? Tina, go ahead and just mute your mic for me, please. Sorry about Adam,
5: that.
1: No, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, we love, we love dogs. I've got three of them myself. And, uh, but Adam, what would you say about what you saw through Tina and then we're going to go over to Austin next and then Corey joined this. Corey was there also, which Corey, um, for everybody, he's one of our top producing sales reps at Carter Myers Automotive Group at, Valley, at the Valley dealerships. and That's just a phenomenal young man. And about four months ago, he had someone uh, break try to break into his house and he came to the dealership. And was worried. He said, look, he said, Scott, I've got cameras on the front, didn't have one on the back. He said, look where someone literally, we heard him trying to break in. And, and he said, I, I didn't know what to do. I don't. I said, well, did you call 911? Yeah. Well, you know, but they took forever to get there. They really didn't help. And, and he said, uh, I said, well, do you have any guns? And, you know, I, I I let him borrow one of my guns. And he I said, have you ever shot this before? And he said, no. So he had no clue what to do in order to protect his family if it came down to that. Now, luckily, the intruder did not get in. But at that point, he felt extremely helpless. And you can call nine one one all you want, but, you know, there's only so much that they can do and how fast they can get there. Um, and again, you know, it's the ability to be able to to, to protect your family safely. But uh, and we'll go over to Corey next because uh, he can share his experience and what he feels like after going through it. Uh, And look, you can get gun training locally, anywhere you can get self-protection training anywhere. But I will tell you this. We had a guy that trains people, Steve Schaubacher, that was there, drove all the way from Illinois to attend the event with us. He trains people and he said, Adam is the best trainer he's ever seen in his life. And it's because of his, you know, 18 years experience in the military and how many police officers and, and people he's trained over his time and his ability to articulate uh is is amazing and that's what tina just talked about but adam what would you like to say what you saw through tina's experience and then we'll go over to
2: austin next and then we'll go to Corey. well tina's a badass uh tina is 100 percent a badass and and i saw uh, such a, a level of determination and grit from tina throughout the entire weekend and it was so awesome and so spectacular the best part for me was uh, on the second day, you know, there was a moment, Tina, if you remember, there was a moment when you, you, you stepped away from training. Uh, do you remember that? Do you remember that moment?
5: Yes.
2: And and, and (laughs) in that moment of you stepping away from training, we had a conversation and what was your takeaway from that conversation? Like, what was your biggest takeaway from that one thing?
5: That I did have a switch, um, that, I, well, I, I was all at first I was all up in my emotions and you nailed it. When you were talking, you and Scott were talking earlier, um, people would get up all up in our emotions and you pinned me, you nailed me. <laughs> I was like in that moment when we were there in training, um, would and I just got quiet afterwards. But when I had that switch, I was like, shit, that is my savage. And I used to do that. But honestly, Adam, i feel like you're right so many people we have been suppressing that and i feel like it's been and i was talking to another friend about this it's a lot of training that we've been taking like to be a little softer because we want to attract law of attraction type i don't know i just feel like i've softened myself a little bit and i think our savage needs to be controlled we don't need to be like crazy out of control people like getting shit done we just need to be controlled getting shit done but turn a little you know get that savage going
2: it, it was so awesome it was such a it was such a it was such a cool transformation to watch that shift happen and watch that perspective shift happen and i think i think that's another thing i think one of the best things about the experience uh, and and you know and i'll and, I'll, and tina in and austin when uh, scott when he comes to you I, w- I would love for you to i'd love to hear from you for you to speak to it which is you know uh, the way we deliver messages inside of the sagittal initiative is very direct um there's there's not we we give space to have feelings but we also give space for people to process them and get back at it again put them down and get back into training and uh it, but there's not a point in training there's not a point in the experience when when we're playing patty cake and there's no space for that we have a window of time where we have to get work done and that work is very important and it's work that really 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 uh, helps individuals not only become greater assets through the ability protection but it also was a mentality shift i I said this in the last time we we had this conversation tactics uh, tactics are the combination of mechanics and mentality and what was so cool to watch what happened with tina was she had some of the mechanics, but she couldn't find the switch to get the mentality applied. And then once that, ha- once that happened, there was a, a determination and definitive shift in how she showed up. And that is the mentality. That's the perspective. That is the, that's the piece that is so important when it comes to doing what we're doing. Anytime you are, you, you don't get to decide how the world shows up. You get to decide how you show up to the world. And if you don't understand and recognize that your mentality will dictate how you arrive and show up and perform, well, the somebody's mic is hot. You guys, me a favor, real quick, and just check. We got mic. it. You made it for me. Okay.
4: Oh my God, it's raining. No, you should be Sorry, guys.
2: Hold on one second. There we go. So if you guys recognize and realize and understand truly that that when when the world throws you in chaos, because the world will do it, sometimes we don't get to always dictate how the fight shows up. We get to dictate how we show up to the fight. And if you can understand that the most important part of your enti- the entirety of your existence is the six inches between your ears and that the turning on this so or flipping the switch and showing up and shifting your perspective can literally change the entire the entirety of the way you view the world. Because you change the filter by which you see it, you can become the calm in the storm. You get to become the calm in the chaotic disaster or mess that is surrounding you. You get to dictate how you show up to a fight that you never wanted in the first place, but it's here and it has to happen. We've all experienced it inside of our businesses. We've experienced it inside of our families. We've experienced it inside of the world in a lot of different aspects. Not all of us have experienced it with getting punched in the mouth. And so the Savage Initiative is not about punching anybody in the mouth. Sometimes it's the direct, conversation about the reality of what the world is and applying that into a situation that we haven't experienced before and that's that is the perspective so beautiful tina i freaking loved it. it was awesome yeah thank you for sharing tina thank and you i awesome. loved
4: it as well
1: well thank you i, I think it changed hey all scott
4: of before you move on from tina can i just jump yeah. in it's barb
1: yeah, yeah barb, so, so tina absolutely
4: i'm loving this conversation adam i love when you come into the night rooms and offer your perspective and thank you for your service and scott thank you for hosting this but tina you said something that i that we shouldn't breeze over because i think it was really important you said that when you you know when you first got into you know combat or like you you felt like you were stronger than you really were like when the rubber met the road you said you know what oh my god i i don't know how to respond or how to react you said something in that vein that I truly identify and I think is really important for the audience is that I think we think that we're stronger and we can handle ourselves in any sort of combat or if somebody was coming at us or we were in sort of sort of fight or flight, but the truth is without the tools and without this kind of training and this this knowingness, we are, we're we're not putting ourselves in a position to succeed and tina that was really important because i always think i think i'm pretty tough i think i'm mind you in person i'm like five foot nothing and like not a huge person but i feel a linebacker i am a line i'm a linebacker in spirit that it is so important to understand, guys, we need to take these measures to get the training because we don't know what we're doing when, we, uh, when somebody comes at us aggressively and we need to put ourselves in a position to be able to handle ourselves. And Tina, that landed with me because I realized that if somebody was to come and attack me, although I think I'm a pit bull linebacker, I'm really a small woman with absolutely no, no tools in my arsenal to protect myself. So thanks, Tina, I appreciated your story thanks, and um, for everyone being here today. That's so true
1: hey hey barbara excellent excellent point hey austin are you there i know you're fairly new to clubhouse but could you say hello to everybody tell people who you are and then what's your what's your biggest takeaway from the event was
6: hey good morning uh scott first off i just want to say like man I, I i don't even have to be in front of adam right now and when you asked him about how the event was going with john paramore and he just sits there and has this little laugh about him i could just see the smirk on his face Um, you know, how, how the events going up there with John, uh, just because we've been through it. Um, but I'm, I'm Austin Montgomery. I'm from Texas, uh, 32 years old. And, you know, I've, I've been around guns my whole life since I was a little kid, uh, grew up out on a farm and did all the hunting and everything. And, um, you know, I've been through some trainings, um, You know, whether it's concealed carry and a little bit more tactical, but not as tactical as what Adam does. Um, And one thing that Adam talked about was the competence um, versus being comfortable. And I think so, you know, the the guys that I've trained with before were were former uh, military guys. Um, and But I think when they come out, they've been out so long, they are training on a comfort level they are training us on a comfort level, not as much as a competent level. And I think that's where there's a huge, uh, you know, difference between the way Adam's style of, uh, training is. And it, for me, um, you know, it just, I, I'm smack dab in the middle of 75 hard right now. And it just showed me that I've got way more in the tank. You know, I, the Thursday night when we had dinner, uh, told Adam, I was like, man, I, I think I'm fairly comfortable. Uh, with a pistol I think I can handle my own and he just looked at me with a grin and he's like all right we'll see you know like I'm all right I'm gonna show you we'll see and so I I just thought that was cool that he brought that real raw and intentional training to us Um, and I I can't be more appreciative of him for doing that and and for you allowing me um, you know we've only known each other through social media and when you made a post about opening up a couple seats, a couple seats opened up. I, I just jumped on. I was like, I'm oh, I really didn't know what was, didn't know what to expect. Um, but that's just kind of how I live my life. I, I take the opportunities as I can. Sometimes not fully knowing, expecting uh, what's going to happen, and and just diving headfirst in. Austin, uh, first of all, thank you for
1: uh, joining us. And man, I think we've all. By, by going through that, we all got a brotherhood and sisterhood that can't be broken. But anyway, what um, what is your biggest takeaway? If you say, Scott, this is my biggest takeaway, what would that be?
6: So my biggest takeaway for me uh, is, is what it boils down to for me is that I've got so much more gas in the tank. I've got so much more throttle in that cable, um, you know, to be able to go and do more. Um, I felt like I was. You know in my life i was starting to operate at a higher level right um and going through this training just showed me i had way more um and that i needed to set higher expectations for myself uh and and being able to go out there and get that training was it it was something special
2: austin can you can you talk about um talk about talk about what you learned about your heart bro
6: that's a big deal um, so, I, you know, I was, uh, everybody's born with a hole in their heart, right? And it heals up over time, um, you know, and I, I'll, I claimed it to everybody there. Um, I, I went through basic training in the Air Force uh, about 12 years ago. Uh, and just a short story that side, I was medically discharged because I found out I had a hole in my heart. Um, I was never an athletic person in, in high school. Uh, I, I was always that worker bee. I was always working during school and after school. Uh, Had several jobs. Um, And so after leaving basic, uh, I I had two options in basic was either doing open heart surgery at the time um, and go through therapy uh, for three or four months and uh, then restart basic back to back over um i chose to uh, i asked him i was like hey is this going to be a big deal in my life they just said hey you're not going to be an endurance guy uh you're not going to have that endurance to go out and run miles and miles and miles right when you get that uh that heart elevated that heart rate um, and so, you know, I, I chose the comfort route. Uh, you know, twelve years ago, when I decided to medically discharge out, I was like, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to go back home, and I'm going to work, and I'm going to be successful, and do do my thing, right?" Um, but what I learned at the Savage Initiative uh, was this one thing is because it, it gave me some problems. It gave me several problems, and it was really on Sunday that it gave me the most problems um, with my heart. It just, it, it almost feels like somebody's taking a dagger and shoving it in your chest. Uh, your chest. Your chest just starts to tighten up. And and one of the biggest takeaways is, hey, I need to get this fixed. Um, because if I'm gonna be, if I'm gonna talk about being the, the leader of my family, the leader of our companies, the leader of our community, um, I've gotta be able to show up. And if I've got a condition with my body uh, that is limiting me to be able to do that um, then i'm not going to be able to show up when i really need to show up and so uh, i decided um, this week i'm i've been in contact with um, some sports med doctors uh, and also my primary doctor to start getting ready to um, get this procedure down this procedure on my heart done uh, now it's a lot easier they just go up through your leg through an artery and Uh, It's still scary to me. I've never had a surgery in my life. And so it's still, there's still a worry there. But uh, at the end of the day, what's more important? Is it more important that I'm here? And and Jeff said one thing. He said, Austin, look, what's more important? Is it more important that you're going to be able to walk your daughter down the aisle one day? Or is it going to be more important that you you, are that you're worried about, you know, going through a surgery, right? And so um, that was the probably the biggest thing for me was uh, being able to realize I've got parts of my physical body that I need to take care of so I can show up for other people in my life. Wow. What an amazing takeaway. So you're going to go
1: address something that you've been putting off because you just know that that's what you have to do. Man, that is an amazing, amazing show. And Austin... I appreciate you joining us this morning, and it was fantastic to uh, to go through that event with you. I went through it just like everybody else, not knowing. So I'm going to go over to Corey Darkus real quick. We got about eight minutes before we uh, do. We're going to do a room reset, and then we're going to go to a new room. Uh, and Glenn Lundy's coming up. So, um, Corey. So, about how many weeks ago was it when someone when you when someone tried to break into the to your house with you know with your family there? And what was that feeling like of hope uh, of of helplessness? And then when you came and, and spoke to me and I said, here, take this, you know, weapon. Did you call nine one one? where they, you did, but it took a while for them to get there. What was that feeling like when someone was trying to break
7: in your house and there was nothing you could do? Man, I, you know, I feel like I've never felt so like, like you said, helpless in my life. Like, what would I have actually done if someone would have gotten to my house, like could I have actually protected my family? And the answer to that is no. Like as a as a father with a newborn daughter that's six months old, you know, you want to be ready for any situation. And you know, I'm si- I'm sick to my stomach still to this day for not being prepared for that moment. But the next morning after it happened, I came into Scott and I was like, Scott, listen, man, I I need protection. Like I, I he handed me a gun. I was like, I don't really know what to do with this. And you know, from there he. A few weeks later, he messaged me and said, hey, but I want you to do this Savage Initiative with me. Um, it's gonna help you better protect your family, just learn how to use a gun properly and just teaching you how to be safe. And you know, the event that we went to it, oh my gosh, I feel so much more comfortable with a gun. Like I'm taking my girlfriend to the range next weekend. We were gonna go this weekend, but it's Mother's Day. We're going next weekend. I wanna get her familiar with a firearm and just being able to protect herself when I'm not there. Cause obviously I'm not there at all times. But she's gonna need that protection as well
1: what other that's that's amazing and uh you know i'm I'm so glad you were able to go and I'm so glad that uh also you made some adjustments around your house and hopefully that'll that'll never happen again by putting cameras up and and et cetera but besides being more proficient and more confident and being better prepared,
7: what else was what else was one of your biggest takeaways from uh, from the savage initiative? um another one of my takeaways i mean i guess would be like adam said you know you can't control how the fight is brought to you You control how you come to the fight and just knowing what to do in those moments and you know just being that better leader being a better father that's able to protect their family is honestly it's my biggest takeaway that's what i wanted to get out of it and that's exactly what i got out of it met a lot of great guys um, a lot of connections there and that's really, that's my biggest takeaways. Cause I didn't, I didn't know what to expect coming into it. So I didn't really know what to get out of it, but being able to pre- protect my family and that's exactly what happened.
3: Hey Scott, this is Ramon. Yep. Can I add one more thing, please? Absolutely. Go, yeah, go ahead. no, we only got four minutes to go. And I just wanted to say, Scott, just to remind people that I think one thing that was said by the one of the gentlemen or ladies is that we think we're, we all think we're tough to some degree. You know, some people think they're not, but many of us think we're we're pretty good. But we don't know into a challenge. So I think Scott and Adam, you know, m- many of us on this stage will never be in the U.S. military or re- retired, but all of us have jobs, have businesses, have families. There's going to be another COVID. There's going to be a hurricane. There's going to be a tornado. Somebody's gonna break in, somebody's gonna try to mug us, our kids are gonna get sick, we're gonna have a serious issue in our families. And I think what's amazing about Savage Initiative, which Adam and Scott are doing, which I'm excited about, is that you now have the choice, the choice to say, I wanna be prepared. Barbara said, yeah, she's pretty badass," but Barbara and others have now the choice to say, let me raise my hand and test that, and not only test it, get the tools and train. So it's already been said, Scott and Adam, but I just wanted to underline that as a civilian, that's what I'm hearing from all this, and to encourage people, click that link at the top. When Adam and Scott announce the next sessions, the next series, and other initiatives they're doing, click that link at the top, join in, be one of the first to be notified when they're doing it again. So everything Adam's saying, everything Scott's saying, you know, have the choice to hear. So the bottom line, Scott and Adam, right? We can protect our families, protect ourselves, better leaders, be better fit, be better fit, and uh, and uh, know how to defend ourselves. Because the time will come again. Could be today or tomorrow when we'll want to have this. Scott, back to you, brother.
1: Yeah, Ramon, and you know what I'll say before we wrap it up, and I'll pass it over, to Adam. This is a vision I have, and you know when you have this vision and something's pulling at you, you know I don't need to do it for the for for the money. I, I'm doing it because I needed it. And I tell you what, I felt like I needed this type of training for confidence, for for many things. And then you say, okay, we're going to do a test run. We're going to go and invite a select group of people that's going to give us good, honest feedback. Because if we don't have a good product, we don't offer good service. I'm not interested. If I truly don't think that we can make a difference in people's lives, I don't. I'm not doing it because that's not what I'm about. That's not what my, my personal mission's about, which is to is to try to uh, help and improve people's lives whether it's the the people I mentor at the dealerships or people that I come in contact with I try to make them I try to leave them better than I found them knowing that I'm a work in process too so I went through this event and and the feedback has been unbelievable there is most definitely a need for this we you know the first day we spent at the dealerships talking about leadership the second day was about you know gun training and the third day was about uh personal self-defense self hand to hand and and absolutely and let me tell you something i know it's needed because i learned more about myself you know people that went and said "Well, why didn't you tell us about this you know what i didn't know i had the general agenda but i had no clue what i was about to go through And we did that on purpose because we wanted to see i wanted to feel what it's like to go through this event i will forever be changed on a vision and event that that i co-created with adam and it's going to change people's lives. It's going to. This is going to not only change people's lives, it's going to save lives. And it absolutely is needed. And I wanted to see what I was made of. And I know for a fact, I'm better prepared than I was. Much better prepared than I was. I've got a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. I'm not near as tough as I thought I was. I'm not near as prepared. And that's just a fact, Jack. Uh, Adam, I'll pass it over to you. And then we're going to go, uh, pass it to Glenn after that. But uh, Adam final final remarks so- final
2: remarks you know look we we talk about learning how to protect ourselves and we talk about firearms and we talk about um you know learning how to defend yourself with your hands the fact of the matter is is that all the stuff that we're talking about that's just the mechanics of what preparedness really looks like and it's something that everybody does as a business owner as an entrepreneur it's as a family You're you're constantly preparing planning creating whatever the next thing is going to look like and figuring out how to get from where you are to where you're going to go. But the number one thing about personal preparation in any aspect is all about mentality. The Savage Initiative teaches mechanics, but it really brings about and pushes a mentality. It's an opportunity to test your current perspective of your ability and then shift your perspective and learn what a new mentality is to be able to unlock and unleash and yield and wield the savage as an asset and not a liability. The Special Operations United States military are the best in the world. And they're the best in the world because of the mentality training that we receive. Not just because we have phenomenal equipment, but you can take the best trained person and put the worst equipment in their hand, and they will outperform the worst trained person with the best equipment in their hand every single day. And it's not because, it's not because they know how to use the tools. It's because they have a mentality of the application. And if you can recognize that the number one thing to success is a powerful mentality, then the mechanics just become tools and it's something you don't have to be afraid to learn because failure is not an option. It's just an opportunity to move forward. Wow. Wow, Adam, thank you so very
1: much and uh you know, stay tuned. We're working out the details right now. We're, we're building our team. We wanna make sure that we um, are very structured and, and provide tremendous value. So I'm, ex- I'm extremely excited about the lives that we're gonna change and what the future holds for this vision. Um, and I'll just say this, the lesson I learned is, is take action. You know, we didn't have all our ducks in a row. We did a test run. We're only gonna get better and better and better. And the feedback has been unbelievable for, for the people that attended. And uh, you know, I strongly suggest everybody, in your own way, um, go and get training to be able to protect you, your family, but also build the mindset that uh, that you are prepared and you're that you can uh, protect the people that you love and be the absolute best version of you. So. Maybe-